everybody. Welcome to the Canine Inspired Podcast. This is Danielle, Aaron, and Beth. And we are here to explore the connection between humans and dogs and to give you some tools to strengthen your bond with your dog and with your community. Hey, hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us today. We have a special episode. We have the electroacoustic musician East Forest here. He's been super helpful to our program, and we're just so excited to have him on. Welcome. Hey. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. Great. Nice to uh, nice to see you. Talk talk about all things canine. Right. Dog. Right. Well, we reached out to you a while back to um, ask you to create a playlist for us. And to be quite honest, I didn't really expect a reply um, because you are kind of big time compared to what we do in our little area here. And you immediately got back to us and, and asked how you could be helpful. Um, and then you created this amazing playlist for us on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I just want to contextually let everybody know who's listening because we have a large yoga kind of contingency. So if you've ever been in a yoga class, you've heard East Forest music. Um, Most yoga teachers um, in the area have your music somewhere along their playlist. So... um, that's what I hear. Yeah. yeah. I, well, my partner is a yoga teacher and it seems to have made the rounds in those circles over the years. I'm not really a big yogi, but I think it's something to do with the music is generally sort of relaxing and introspective. And it sort of just kind of takes you to a place of, of inner thinking. And, you know, that's why I, I found through my own experience that my dog was, you know, I'd play and she'd sleep under the piano or just kind of go out. As soon as I was where I'm yeah. mixing music. And I wasn't sure if that was just all music or what, you know, uh-huh. but I looked up a long time ago if there was any research on music and dogs. And there was a tiny bit. And so I, I picked up a little bit of information about what they'd found about simple melodies and, and some evidence about some piano music. And I just thought I'm such a dog lover that I wanted to, um, share something that maybe all the other dog lovers could use specifically to say, Hey, this will chill you out, but chill your dog out. Right. It's this whole like cycle of chillness and yeah. relaxation and oxytocin. Yeah. And connection. Mm-hmm. Music connects us. So um, I do want to hear about your dog. Now your dog's growing up, how they influenced you to be um, East forest. Wow. Well, so it, there's a little bit of heartache in it because so my dog Kaya is 11 years old and in my split up with my former partner, we're on great terms, but she pretty much has the dog most of the time. And that was largely because I was touring mm-hmm. all the time. And so that was really hard because it was my first dog. Yeah. And, and I was allergic to dogs as a child. Me too. Really? Yep. Yeah. And I don't know what happened, but I just sort of like <laughs> in my th- young 30s and I moved to Portland from New York City and I thought, you know, this maybe I could have a dog now. I'm not in, in New York City. 
but I, I think I'm allergic, but I like dogs. And I think something about loving dogs turns, changed something in me, or maybe mm-hmm. it goes in cycles of immune response, but I just wasn't allergic at all to dogs. Yeah. And so we went to the Humane Society and eventually found Kaya and she was six months old or something. And, uh, she's a, a beautiful, beautiful soul of a dog, but also very strong willed. Mm-hmm. Very really likes to test things and has some anxiety issues. And so she's a big handful. Uh, and I quickly discovered over the years that she was really my main teacher. Yeah. And I saw yeah. how dogs are these mirrors yep. to ourselves and sort of like our weaknesses. And our, I, I mean, like the weak spots that I need to work on, like right. my tendency to feel anger or aggression when she's acting up. And I'm like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. like, what's going on with me, you know, yeah. because she's barely helpless in this situation. And I can't just talk to her to communicate. And in, in essence, like I can't reason with her. <laughs> you know, right. so that's, You have to start working on the unconscious levels. And that taught me a lot about me and people and our needs, our base level needs that are the same as the dogs and that structure that helps them, how it helps us, like the regular structure itself, mm-hmm. going on walks, exercise, mm-hmm. good food, rest, uh, these things are the same for us. And for a lot of people, that stuff goes by the wayside. Right. We forget. Digital stuff. And yeah. Yeah. We, I talk a lot about how, um, how dogs absolutely are a mirror for us. And like every dog is a therapy dog, regardless if you're, you know, using them consciously for that or not, but they're there to help you, um, access, like you said, that part of the self that is oftentimes unconscious, like verbally as a dog trainer, I would always say to people, it's not what you say, (laughs) it's how you say it and what you do, what energy you hold while you are communicating with your dog. And so that forces people to then tap into a different place of communication, a different place of realization Maybe you didn't realize how you were talking or how, what you were expecting of others or that you even had these emotions. Or maybe, you know, you are like, you know, as men in this society, we have our producer Mark here and and you're here. You know, you guys have had a heavy trip put on you about aggression and what you're what you're supposed to be versus a little aggressive in history. You know, yeah, (laughs) you know, however, Hasn't worked out so well. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. (laughs) So um, it's kind of this way of communicating with a nonverbal creature that forces you to explore these things. But also, um, it's not like, oh, I'm just doing this to be altruistic. It's this is what works when you're communicating with a dog. Man, you know, a lot of my music and my personal interest is when I say it's about interconnection, you know, for me, I, that's sort of a spiritual connection. And what does that mean? That's just like, just the fact that like me trying to figure out what is all this, like this thing, this thing called life is just fairly vexing to me and interesting. And I can't stop sort of working with it. And one of the crazy things about having a dog, and I'm assuming cat owners feel this too and other pets, but mm-hmm. I'm not a cat person. I don't, I'm just, I'm still allergic to cats. Mm-hmm. Haven't opened my heart to cats, I suppose. <laughs> um, 
but you start to you very quickly recognize that this this animal i'm an animal too right Mm -hmm. and this other animal is very much alive very much as a personality and you are able as you're saying to communicate all right the more you get to know each other you just communicate with energy and Mm -hmm. small your body and your eyes and your head and it's fully there and your breath yes Mm -hmm. yes and it shows you it's sort of humbling, like how we, how anthropomorphic we are about our own uh, consciousness. Like that is everything or something. That's our viewpoint. Right. Right. And the dog is clearly conscious in their own way. I just can't ever explain to the dog what my consciousness experience is like. And the dog really can't explain to me what their experience of consciousness right. is like. And I start thinking about like trees and, yeah. and, and the wind and yeah. every other animal. And I'm just like, oh my God, like, what do I know? It's truly humbling. Yeah. yeah. And the whole time you're talking too, it's like not only, you know, what is consciousness, but who am I? So it starts to take me from my ego and my body to, well, there's clearly something else that's communicating with my dog when I'm in tune with them. That isn't Danielle, the human or the body. There's a, you know, like you said, when you're putting your playlist on, you lay down and you're hanging with your dog, you have a different connection with your dog that it's beloved to you versus another dog um, versus another dog. So there is a commingling almost of energy there that isn't of the tangible world. It's the more tender aspects of of life and our minds and our hearts that isn't in the front line part of our mind, which is where a lot of us identify all the time, our thought process. And those those tender aspects of consciousness, uh, we all have them. We all experience them all the time. But, you know, music is a wonderful way to mm-hmm. amplify it. And, and so are, so is the, the therapy that we feel by being around uh, a dog. And it's I mean, part of it we know scientifically is that oxytocin release that we're mutually right. experiencing that's very healthy for you. So, I mean, when you're experiencing cortisol increases in mm-hmm. a time of a pandemic or economic collapse and so forth, social justice, all of it, uh, we need all the help we can get to balance right. out the mechanism of our body and our mind-body connection. And so uh, it's a great way to do it. You know, I don't have Kaya with me all the time, but I still love to go on walks because I sort of learned that habit. And when I walk by myself, I still call it walking the dog. Yeah, the yeah. Dog. Who's the dog? Who's walking who? Yeah, yeah every single morning I, I take uh, my dogs out for a walk, and it if I miss it, forget about it. It's not, it does, it's not a good feeling. Um, have you heard of Dr. Huberman by any chance? I have not. He is a he has a Stanford research lab and he has now has a new podcast out too. But um he's all about making science free for people and he talks about the act of forward moving locomotion that uh brings cortisol level down cortisol levels down because your eyes start to take in more of your surroundings so you go from a very dilated fixed if you're very pinpointed on something which is more stressful and cortisol producing to a more like um what's that word when you can see peripheral Yes, you go. You your peripheral vision expands, and then the biochemical 
reaction to that is, uh, you know, more oxytocin and calming. So right. it, the, the there's opposite of looking at screens. Yeah. We're tapping into our evolutionary makeup, which again, dogs, that's all they are. And right. So way of connecting to our, the, our bones, our DNA, our, you know, everything that goes back, it's, Dogs are paleo, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The anecdote and the kryptonite to modern life, in a sense. If if you tap into their needs in a way, that's, then it's connecting you in those shared needs. Right, and they're also just very like this is just what is. You know, I can't remember the Swami that, that quoted. Um, this, he was asked, "What is your secret, basically, of equanimity?" And his answer is. I don't mind what happens. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you just accept what is. They're just the acceptors of, well, this is happening now and this is happening now and um, n- without having like a big story around it. Yeah, they are, dogs are presencing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agents and um, they're just, their beingness in itself is calming to us, I think, for that reason you're talking about. Right. And what a great reminder and that's kind of what they are. They're just sort of like a, a reminder friend to be like, what are you so hung up about over there? You know? Yeah, exactly. So you're in a nap. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> do, right. Is your belly full and or can you make it full? And do you have mm-hmm. a place to sleep? It's beyond that. <laughs> don't stress yeah. over too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So your music connects nature and tech. Which is that yeah, safe I mean, I to like say? To play, I like to play with those ideas. I mean, essentially, I'm trying to kind of build bridges in, this, in exactly what we're talking about between the old and the new, right. between the outside and the inside, mm-hmm. between uh, us versus them, whatever that means to you. So uh, in some ways, that's personified by technology and the digital revolution and the internet, everything we're experiencing of this quasi-cyborg life mm-hmm. with uh, the natural world, which... We are, we are it. You know, mm-hmm. We're the earth walking and talking. Um, and so uh, that is sort of like what we're straddling, I feel like, as a people, is that transition or divide, whether we like it or not. And we're seeing symptoms of what the problems of that are, like polarization politically and socially and all these things. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's it's... It's because of we're trying to like thread this needle into whatever this future is, and it's hard, right? It really is. And, and that's why, you know, because we're talking about dogs, that they, they they're another just way to ground you, right? In a sense on multiple levels, right? There's lots of teachers out there, music, dogs, um, walking in nature. It, it, it's not like what there's one right way to do anything. Um, no, it's, it's no, no. if you're. Like I always talk about our mission statement, of course, is to work with therapy dogs and kids and and help them recover um, and connect with each other. But the big overarching reason for existing is just to be a force for good in the world. And I think there's a lot of different ways to do that. And if more of us get out and get connected and talk about it, then you know, more people will find something that maybe will resonate with them and maybe we put the tick uh, of the needle into the right direction. Yeah. Yeah, all, all these different roads lead to Rome. 
so to speak. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, whatever worked for you, you know, more ice cream, more yoga, more, <laughs> more dogs, more music. More, more dogs. <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's fun. That playlist was fun. Just it's kind of a way that it's sort of something that helps you and your dog at the same time, and a way to maybe connect in real time together, um, in an artistic way, which is kind of fun. Right, right. And then add breath to that. A, a core component of our program is breathing. We call it four deep dog breaths. And we also um, talk about taking a deep sigh. And we teach the kids how to do that as well. Um, so it's always a good idea. I tell people when they reach out to me for one-on-one um, -on -one training, if they're having issues with their dogs or something going on. I mean, that's a fundamental relationship. So we want to get that right with people in the home too. And there's things that we can do to help them. But I, I frequently tell them, just take a moment, sit down with your dog and do some even count breathing. Just inhale four, exhale four with your dog. You know, and a lot of people have never done that before. They've, they've never... Um, explored the depth of breath and then how that can change the relationship to their surroundings and in this case specifically to their dog because it usually brings about an immediate calming effect on the dog. Yeah, and the person too. I know right. this is uh, pretty straight-up yoga of your parasympathetic nervous system just right. getting engaged. Yep, yep. absolutely. So do you have anything coming up you want to um, tell us about? Well, yeah, I'm always releasing music um, and I have a new album and albums are kind of like a big project. So it's been a couple years in the making and it's going to be out soon. It's called Possible. And it's just about this idea of the infinite possibilities in front of us and how what kind of doorways do we want to go through? It's largely instrumental, but I'm really proud of it. And so... I, I do, I have my own podcast and I have, I do like um, some lives on Instagram, um, which is just East Forest on Instagram and all sorts of things. We do retreats and, and music and this is and that. So yeah, always stuff going on. Well, we'll definitely link um, your podcast and um, your website in our show notes. And I'm so excited about the new album. I mean, you're on a constant playlist in my little at home ambient sound. So um, thanks for continuing to make music that helps people <laughs> chill out in this crazy world. Yeah, it chills me out. Yeah. So uh, it's really a selfish endeavor of chilling myself out. And then I share it with other people and thank God they choose to listen. But it turns out that what helps me helps others because we're all kind of yeah. On the same trip. <laughs> that is a mouthful right there. That's so cool because um, that perfectly describes me working with dogs. People are like, gosh, what you're doing. I'm like, listen, this is this helps me. Um, so what helps you helps others. What helps me yeah. helps others. I yeah. Mean, it's, it's really the other way around in a sense. It's the golden rule we've been taught. If you want to feel secure, make yep. someone else feel secure. Yeah. So that's by the act of making the music, uh, I'm you know, it's helping me feel that way. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just blessed that other people uh, like to hop on that ride too. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. That it make it frames things for me in a different way, which is such a great byproduct of this podcast is sometimes something gets in and jars you and like, Oh, I'm going to think about that later. Um, so thanks for that. Sure. <laughs> that little jar. Um, 
All right. Well, I'm um, so grateful to you. And, and also just I think I need to say, like, we reach out to a lot of people. And the fact that you responded so humbly and kindly just means the world to us um, and just shows to your character. So everybody get out there and support East Forest because not only is your music amazing, but the human behind it, in my experience, matches that, which is, yay, a win for humanity. <laughs> I, I really like what you guys are doing, and um, I would, I'm more than happy to help. So, Thank you. All right. Well, I really appreciate you, um, and I see I see you. So uh, until next time, everybody, get out there and do good with your dog. 